Welcome to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. Whether you feel that you don't have enough money to start investing or are under the preconceived notion that investing is only for the wealthy, Magnus and his expert guests are here to help you. Now here is your host, Magnus Carter. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show, the Making More Money for You show. I'm your host, Magnus Carter. We are on Voice America Business. And I want to say thank you to all the listeners from last week uh, who are suffering from burnout or think they're suffering from burnout. Or if you're listening today and you do think you have those symptoms, give that a listen. We will, the symptoms will actually be talked about, what to do about them. And uh, yeah, and hopefully we, uh, oh, by the way, Bernadette did not skip out on the show. It was a miscommunication and I have her book later on this season. So she will be on another show. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about a hot topic with all the parents out there, whether it's their junior year or their senior year. I have Shelly Howard from College Ready to talk about how we can get your student prepped and ready to go to college. Shelly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Shelly, how long have you been planning and uh, tell us a little bit about College Ready, how you actually decided to have a business to help people get to college or Absolutely. after school. Yeah. So it actually got started when my youngest was in eighth or my oldest was in eighth grade. And he came home from school and he's like, mom, I know exactly what I want to do, where I want to go. And I'm like, really? I know a lot of adults who still don't know that. <laughs> And he giggled and walked away. And I started really shaking, thinking, oh, my gosh, how am I possibly going to help my son get into a top tier school and be a doctor? And that's really when this whole process started. I didn't realize that I was ever going to be a college um, strategy expert. It really was a success by proof. So when my son graduated from high school, he has seven offers. He ended up going to Harvard for four years pre-med and graduating without debt. Then he went off to UC San Diego Medical School, and now he's an orthopedic surgeon at UCLA. And then my second did it debt-free as well. She went to University of Alabama, which was her dream school, followed the big football team for a few years, graduated without debt, and now she's a registered nurse working in the pediatric area. What I have found out in the last 15 years of helping students get into college and graduate debt-free is I'm still the best kept secret because most people, when I meet them, say, I wish I would have known you when I went into debt. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really why College Ready exists is our mission is to help a million families get into the best academic, social, and financial fit university. Wow. You're saying absolutely debt free. And Harvard is what, $50,000 a year minimum to get uh, to? Yeah, that's not even close anymore. That's There's not even, a, oh my. yeah, you're looking at about 70. 70,000 for one year. Yeah. Wow, things have changed since I went to college. Wow, <laughs> very sure. much so. Yeah, so that's wow. a that's an important piece. So, college ready focuses on return on investment. What does that mean for families? Does it make sense to go to school X, Y, or Z? And does it make sense to take out a loan, use your retirement, or strategize 
a better route. And so we are the only college consulting firm I have ever heard of that works with the academic fit, the social fit, and the financial fit. So you get the, the three levels there. So there, what is the, since you're doing so much research at, with your um, your client and the schooling, what is the success rate that they're actually going, well, one, enjoy the experience and two, actually follow it through? Um. So all of our students graduate in four years. That's just okay. it. I'm very fortunate in that I get motivated students or I won't work with them. So I don't help every student if they don't want to do the work. So I don't think it's fair for me to speak for everyone, but for the students I work with, uh, I'm very focused on it's more fun if we want this together. So, you know, I can't answer, but I, I can tell you that the students who go through the College Ready program not only do they know their major, their career, they know how much they'll make in five years, in 10 years, and they know what the return on investment of that education will be. Wow. Now, when you do that, do you take into account the market situations at that time uh, when you do your your analysis? Yes, because every year is completely different, right? We had we had COVID and then we had post-COVID and now we're post-post-COVID and now international rates for education. And so every single year, this is my 15th application season, every year there's something new, something different from test optional to, uh, I mean, it, it can be a zillion things. The most important thing is we don't focus on the market. We focus on making sure that that student is the best version of them because, oh, by the way, they're going to be an amazing adult regardless of where they go to college. So we really help them to be the best they can be. And then their senior year, we formulate a strategy on when they will apply, how many schools they'll apply to, how many reach comfort or safety, how many they'll get a full ride, a partial ride how many they'll pay full price. So we want people to know before they apply financially, what are they looking at? Because the biggest scholarships come from the universities themselves. Most people are chasing the hundred dollar scholarship that they, you know, Googled. And that is where the, the, the low hanging fruit is, but it's not the prosperous fruit. So we're helping families understand where are the most generous colleges with the big alumni and the deep pockets. Well, you, you brought that point up. So what you're saying here is the schools and alumni that promote their school. Well, one it's, it's a billboard for them to say, Hey, we have so many students here that graduated from us. And is that sort of an indication where that's a healthy school environment for, for the students themselves? Yeah, so we look for for three areas with regard to that. First, we look at how many students from that school graduated in four years to get a four-year degree. That's the first thing we look at. The second barometer is how many of them needed six years to get a four-year degree. And then the final one is what is the retention rate of those who started at that university who finished their degree at that university. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cause uh, when you start there, it doesn't mean you, you'll finish there. 
mm. for whatever reason happens. Yeah, uh, whether we it's don't encourage it, but sometimes it does happen. Okay, that's that's extraordinary that you go into that much detail for it, and actually, I'm sure when your clients come to you, you you get everything out. What does what does the process kind of look like for this? So if we can go just a little bit into the process. We'll get more into it later. Just an overview for right yeah. now. The overview is we start out by helping the student understand who they are and why they matter. We then help them to figure out what type of college they would like to ap apply to. And then we map out a strategy to make them a standout student for that dream school. And then the rest of the, the part is just implementation. So that's the high level oh, okay. view. Okay. And that's, uh, and, and over time you've actually refined that from going through it yourself with your, with your children to so, actually come to this. Yeah. It started off with a, a need. My son right. needed me to help him and there was not a lot of opportunity out there from that. We saw proof of concept. Okay. Right. From proof of concept, we continued to build on it and grow it and run other students through the same process and procedure. And then I did it with my second child. And then we kept going and it just our students are 100 percent successful at getting into college. And, you know, if financial um, is important to that family, we can help them to do it without going into debt. To be honest, though, we we work with millionaires who are happy just to get their student into a great college and they don't care about a scholarship. So we help students from need base to don't need financial help because that's what I have figured out over time. Every student has their own gifts and talents and their own needs to get through the process. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh I, I kind of wish I knew about you when I was going to school, <laughs> honestly, because that that process is tedious because every time you have to go through the application process and then you meet with the school and after they take your money for the applications, like, yeah, I don't want to go here. Then you, you know, it's there's that aspect of uh, the trial and error. And that takes a lot of time and and, and money uh, a lot, especially in this day and age. People don't have that those luxuries anymore um so but when when you look at it this uh the first consultation is you you take uh in, into account into consideration what their needs are before going even looking at colleges is my correct so families can go look at colleges from the time their student is a preschooler as long as they look at it from the perspective of the same thing you would do with an art museum or the zoo, or whatever that is, you make it fun, yeah. you answer questions, you start to work on their curious intellect. And it's not, this is what we're doing and this is where you're going. It's here, what do you think of this? Isn't this beautiful? What a great, look at all these kids, look at on um, bikes and just go and have lunch in the common area. You don't have to make an appointment and you don't have to make it stressful. You can honestly walk on any campus and you are free to explore. So I do encourage students to go and visit schools, but really when it comes down to it, 
colleges don't allow you to put anything before you complete eighth grade. So this process really starts the moment you promote from eighth grade. That's Mm -hmm. when the college clock starts ticking. So helping students know at that point, we need to start having conversations about what is a good fit for you, a big school, a small school, public, private, parochial, like what is going to be important? Do you need an alumni group? Are you going to be an entrepreneur? What, What are your needs? And therefore, we recommend schools to consider. And then we start to narrow down the student loves the school because of this. And they don't like the school because of this. So by the time they're a senior, they have a really good idea. Okay. Well, that's that's a general thing is to have that general idea is a lot better than what I was looking at schools. It was my junior year. I got my SATs, my PSATs and all that other stuff out of the way. It's like, okay, I applied to schools and I'm like, I got accepted to it. But no one actually, my guidance counselor was kind of not there if you will that was supposed to actually help me through this transition but they weren't um which made it you know it was for me it was a traumatic experience going right after school so i i decided to take time off instead and that's when i went to new york and i did a whole bunch of other stuff so and you're saying it starts at eighth grade when you're promoted from eighth grade to to start looking at this yeah so You can start doing community service and leadership and extracurriculars, and it all counts the day after you promote from eighth grade. So that summer going into high school is the most underutilized summer there is, and you're the least busy. So it's a great way to get a jumpstart on some things that will really help you get clear because community service is a brilliant thing. I mean, it's wonderful for our community, but it's also wonderful for the student to figure out do I like to lead or follow? Do I like people or do I not? <laughs> These are some really important factors. And I, I giggle about it, but I honestly, I've had students who are like, no, I don't like people and I want to work in a lab. Or I need people every day or I'm just going to absolutely be bored to tears. They find this out while they're serving their community and testing those skills. And they can start that as early as eighth grade and it counts towards college, but more importantly, it helps them to get clear on who am I, why does it matter, and how can I tell colleges why they think, why why they should pick me instead of somebody else. So it has to be a mutual marriage for that because it can't just be one way. It's like, okay, I have the money, I'm going to go here. The college can actually say, okay, you have the money, but we don't want you here Yeah, (laughs) for that. I often relate it to maybe your listeners can appreciate this. Think about if you owned a business, college is a business, you own a business. And I come to you and I say, I really want to work for you, but I don't have any experience. And if you like me, you'll go, yes, but I'm going to pay you minimum wage. And then you have second candidate that comes and says, look at my resume. I could do this with my eyes closed. Here's proof that I am the candidate for you. You not only give them a yes, you give them a big bonus. That is how colleges work. The better the resume, the better the quality of the student, the more money they'll receive. So if a student is underqualified and they get in, woo, that is amazing. 
But if they are underqualified and get in, they're not going to get paid the extra bonus or scholarship to be there. So hopefully that helps people understand from a business perspective. Yes, especially for parents out there that are flitting the bill for this at the moment because they don't know about all these extra bonus, all these extra little tidbits that you're dropping here is we're always under the assumption, okay, we're just going to take loans out. We'll take the subsidized loans out. We'll take the unsubsidized loans out. And then on top of that, we're going to mortgage the house so you can go to school. And then that debt goes through the roof and you or, or your parents aren't necessarily enjoying the experience. That's why I do college ready because that makes me very sad. <laughs> you know, when these 20 somethings graduate from college and now they're indebted a hundred to four hundred thousand dollars, and their parents are just as much, you know, in that situation, right. they, they can't even bankrupt it. College right. loans are the only thing you cannot bankrupt. So there's no way out. And so it's important that families understand this is not just going to affect your child. This is going to affect your retirement. Mm -hmm. It's going to affect all of your financial future. And then they go to college and they marry debt because this qualified other person has (laughs) college loans. Now they're double debted. And now what? They're not going to be able to buy a home, a car, go on vacation. That is why College Ready exists, because I think that is a tragedy, and I'm doing everything I can to stop that. And that is definitely a need that not a lot of people know can be met mm-hmm. because of that. Or they, or when people are going through the college experience, uh, they're two, three years into it, they can't afford that last year, and then they end up having to work and miss school, and the mm-hmm. grades fail, and they're really, they really want that that degree and they can't finish it they they see no way to finish it and the time is wasted then well hopefully not hopefully they gained some knowledge right hopefully they made some connections i hate to make it sound like doomsday you know hey you just wasted years of your life i'm hoping that they can take what they've learned and grow and build and you know make a living from that but i'm with you um i I wish it wasn't so i wish colleges didn't cost money i wish there were no people giving out loans that people can never afford to pay back i wish there were people who are saying they're college advice i wish they weren't saying they were college advisors and they're trying to sell you some random financial product What I do know is knowledge is powerful. The more I can inform people, and that's why I love to do shows like yours, the more people have knowledge, the better decisions they can make. And that and making and having the knowledge to make that choice gives it back to that person. And that's, you know, I'm very glad that you brought that up. And that is one of the main things that the books stand for. That's what this radio stands for. And it will always continue to do so is bringing that knowledge to people that can use it because we're always taught in society. And I, I'm sure you see it quite a bit on both sides of the desk is this information is kept from us because they don't want us to do that. They don't want us to succeed. They don't want us to actually enjoy our lives instead of just accumulating the debt and paying it off for 
umpteen years. And while they're doing that, they're raising the the uh, percentage rate uh, of the loan interest. So you stay in debt more. It's so sad. Do you by chance know what the loan rate is right now for, for college loans? I don't even know what a loan rate ever is because my kids are not taking them. Okay. Yeah. That, that was the bottom line for me is there's no reason you should go into debt when there's a ton of schools. There are 13 schools that are tuition free. Tuition free. Wow. So when students say I can't afford college, I'm like, well, so that means you don't want to live outside of California or New York or Boston or Chicago, one of the big places, because that's not where free is going to happen. No. That's where everybody wants to live. <laughs> you're right. right? And, it, and it gets overcrowded. And then you're paying for it for the people that don't do it there and, and whatnot. But just to put this in perspective is I, I checked them before coming on the show today. College loan rates for government subsidized and unsubsidized rates are 6.75%. And can you imagine that with the $50,000, the $75,000 per year from Harvard on top of that? You'll never pay it off. Well, you will pay it off, but you will, you're going to be eating off. You can't even eat off the dollar menu at McDonald's anymore for that, for, for everything. Yeah. And, you know, that's the frustrating part is students are feeling this pinch because Mm -hmm. they're hearing their their parents say, I'm still paying off my college loans, their parents. And they're like, I don't want to be like my parents. That sounds awful. So they're thinking, I'm just going to be an influencer. I'm going to be the next Zuckerberg, the next, you know, big, big launch. And the problem is the in between that. Students don't realize that they're not equipped to leave high school and in, well, not all, but most are not equipped to, to be in a place where you can be that. And then what happens is they start to go down this very slippery slope and then they just get a job, a job to pay the rent. And then college is just a really far stretch for them. And then while you're doing that, the years fly by. Yeah. I'm not sure if you noticed that as the college years came and went for you is they fly by faster than any other time of your life. Uh, before you know it, five, 10 years are gone. And it's like, then you look back, it's like, what actually got accomplished during that time frame? Yeah. I'm a big advocate of jumping right into a four-year degree if it makes financial sense. Because then you're on a path with a destination and a successful transition. Jumping from college to college and hoping that one class will transfer from one school to another is a very scary proposition. Because just because you took psychology 101 at one school, it may not transfer to your major or another school. So that's time and money because college classes are expensive that are being wasted. So really having a plan is the critical piece in all of this. Oh, absolutely. Because certain certain colleges, I know one in Pennsylvania for certain is they don't take all of your college credits. And it's like, well, I already taken these. It's like, no, you got to retake them again with our instructors, with our and they don't use the same books. So you're paying double for books that you will never use again, and they will sit there on a table or holding up your your, your nightstand or what whatnot. But you brought up a very 
very interesting point before is the transition. While transitioning from high school to colleges, there's a difference to it, but it's not as great of a difference as if you transition from high school right out into the real world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of kids, you know, they don't have any finances in high school other than math, but that doesn't teach you how much electric bill is going to cost you. Right. And then all of a sudden, when I'm talking to these young people and I ask them, I very, I try to do it in a fun way, how they would spend a million dollars in 24 hours, their million would be 10 million. Like there's no concept of what 1 million will get you in today's world. And therefore it, it screams, they need help. They need understanding mm -hmm. at 18 years old on what does that look like? Or they will be living at home forever right you're right it's it becomes a cycle then right after that it's like okay i have a paycheck my paycheck's gone i'll get the credit card use the credit card pay the minimum on the credit card get another credit card and the debt starts and it's like oh well i met this girl and i want to get married but i have this debt i should have went to school it, now now the choices become uh, the compounding choices happen yeah and that's the the important piece in all of this. If if the student or the family goes into it thinking, you know what, it's going to take us five years to repay the college loan, okay. and and that is doable, then that is a choice. But if they get there and don't realize that that college loan is going to take them fifteen years to pay off, right. That's a very different situation. So what we do is really um, plan what that family wants. When I ask teenagers, how long do you want to work for free? And they look at me very perplexed. <laughs> they're like, what do you mean, Shelly? And I'm like, well, somebody's got to pay back the loan. And they're like, oh, my parents are going to do that. And I'm like, well, how long <laughs> do you want your parents to work for free? And they're like, yeah. what do you mean? Like, there's just there's just not a lot of that understanding of what paying back a loan feels like to a 17 or 18 year old. Yes, I completely agree with that. Uh, because that mindset is like, oh, my parents have paid me for the first 18 years. They'll take care of the, the next four or six years that I have. Um, but this is actually a good stopping point for right now. Uh, and we're already halfway through the show. We've We've talked about what what college ready is all about what they stand for your mission of actually helping bring college knowledge to anybody that wants to learn and continue education not everybody but everybody that wants to mm -hmm. we have to we have to uh, perceive that part because say like, oh, anybody you know it's that wants to do the work so shelly we're going to take a quick break we have a couple commercials we're going to come back and we're actually going to dive into the process that you use to to get into this Thank you for tuning in, everybody, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. 
The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. If you have any questions for Magnus or his guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5789. That's 866-472-5789. Now back to the show. Here is Magnus Carter. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Making More Money for You show. I'm still your host, Magnus Carter, and I have my host. Uh, we're actually talking about college loans. It is that time of the season where the SATs are done, and it's the planning time for the seniors that are counting down the clock to get out of high school and to start adulthood. Uh, not only is it the seniors or the juniors, but found out that you can actually start doing this when you hit eighth grade. I have my ho- my special guest with me, Shelly Howard from College Ready. Welcome back to the show, Shelly. Thank you so much. Uh, it's wonderful ha- having you on the show because everybody thinks that going to college is easy and everybody can do it. And it is, it's a choice, am I right? And it's something that you have to work towards and want to it, do this. Yeah, it is a choice. Um, it's a choice what college. It's a choice what GPA. Everything about college is a choice. And my my concern is, if not college, then what? And that's really what I help students understand. I'm not opposed to not going to college, that not everybody has to. Right. As long as you have a plan as to then what, that is really what adulting is about. Hmm. That's, the, that's coming from a, co- a college strategist right here. <laughs> Am I correct on that? Strategist, strategical consultant? Well, yeah. So the, okay. the strategy, I would be a strategist. Strategist. Okay. The Fair strategy enough. is really thinking about the the core values and what's important to the student. Do they want to buy a new car every year, every five years or every 20 years? You know, it, it really, students think, oh, money doesn't matter. I'm just going to go <laughs> da, 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 da. Well, that's okay because money's always shown up. As when you're a child, it just, it really appears. (laughs) And so when they say that, it's important for us to help them understand how much is a phone bill? 
How much will it cost for me to rent a room or to move out? I often ask students, do you ever want to move out? And I've only had two say no. And of those two, I told the parents, stop cooking and they will want to move out too. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense um, because they'll, they, we take a lot of things for granted instead of helping. I, I've been seeing uh, throughout my journeys and whatnot is instead of helping prepare the ch- the person get ahead in life we're i don't want to i guess the right word is enabling them to still be dependent on somebody instead of doing it themselves and that's what children are they are dependent on their parents until they're 18 but at 18 doesn't come a whoosh of wisdom <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I wish I had that. If it did, <laughs> please. <laughs> so, when when you meet with a client or a potential client, and you discuss, you find out what they like, what they don't like. Um, you see, do you go far back as how how that person spent their high school high school career, if you will, and then yeah. start from there and then move forward. Regardless of when the student starts, we have to look at what they've done, both positive and negative. Okay. People are like, what are you talking about? I haven't done anything negative. Well, maybe in not your eyes, but maybe to the university's eyes. Because college applications, they all ask a student to complete 10 acti- list 10 activities. Well, if a student hasn't done 10 activities, that looks like you haven't done a lot for that application. But even beyond that, the activities are important. Was it something that you had to do or something you chose to do? And then the activity gets into how many hours a week, how many weeks a year, and how many years have you done this activity? So for families who are like, what? (laughs) (laughs) They're going to ask that. Absolutely, they're going to ask that. So it's important that knowing this is coming, that that student is doing meaningful activities that they would be proud to write about in their college application. When you're talking about those activities, you know, remembering them, do you recommend that they write these down and the times they start doing it and keeping like a journal or a spreadsheet of like, oh, okay, I had community service, picking up litter on blah, 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 from this time to this, you know, from this date to this date? So yes, and. So for some students, they put it in notes in their phone. For some students, they prefer more of a Google Sheet. For other students, they keep a log. It really doesn't matter how they keep track of it, just that they're keeping track of it. And then the other important piece is not all activities are created equal. So picking up trash, like you alluded to, is not as impressive as creating pillowcase dresses for children who have no clothing in another country and having Doctors Without Borders send over your dresses to these little children and take pictures of them. And then, wow, that took a lot more effort, a lot more creativity. That is what colleges are looking for. Unless you want to pick up trash and that's very important to you and you can write an essay about it. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, that is not the kind of activities they're hoping for you to achieve because what did that teach you? 
well, not to litter. <laughs> You're right. It, it may teach you, you know, about the environment. It may teach you other things, right? And so it really depends on the student's strategy. If they want to go into law, they may be an advocate for vandalism or trash. But if they go into business, it may be hard to justify why you chose to pick up trash. And so it's the what you were saying before have to or need to do it was like oh this was this is what was available to me and i had to do this to fill that spot right. and f- from what you're saying is everything's cheered down by the contribution you make and the um how much impact the outcome has on the amount of people so the greater impact and more emphasis on what you do and the time you put into it the higher it ranks on the, on that scale am i correct yes and Okay. It really comes down to not the admissions person's opinion of what you did. It's more about why did you do it and what will I learn about you from understanding this? Because colleges want to learn why should I bring this student onto our campus? Will they be in leadership? Will they start a club? Will they, you know, be the president of the student union? how are they going to make my college better? And that is the opportunity that they're looking for. So they're really not there just to judge you. Like I said, if you wanted to go into environmental science, maybe picking up trash is pretty right down the path. Mm -hmm. Um, And it may get you fired up and you may take the trash and show people how to recycle it or how to make masks out of it or I'm our students have done some crazy stuff with trash (laughs) um I have some students who make jewelry out of it you know bottle caps and plastics and you know really taking advantage of such a, a not so great thing so that's more important than them saying, oh, trash isn't as important as tutoring. That's not what they're doing. They're really looking for why did you do it and what did you learn from it? Okay. So that's part of the the process. Can you tell us about the application process? I'm sure it changed from when I went to school and what from when your kids got into school. And I'm sure it's an ever-changing process, especially when it varies from from, uh, university to university. Yes. So there are several kinds of applications now and they're all online. So there's no more paper, no more sending them in, no more postage, none of that. (laughs) (laughs) So those of you who remember that, we're dating ourselves. But there is the Common App, the Coalition App, the UC App, the State Apps. There's the private apps. And um, those are the majority. Those are the, the, the ones you'll see the most often. And then from there, it really depends. If you're going to complete a state application, they don't have you write essays at most schools, not all schools, but most of them. You can complete the application in maybe 30 minutes. Not a very difficult thing to do. But everything else beyond that, oh, yeah, between five and 18 essays per university and people, yeah, your eyes are what? exactly what yeah. they're like, what? <laughs> what? Five to 18? Yeah. So some schools will have you write at least five. And there is two schools right now with 18 essays to apply there. 
So the more competitive the school, they're trying to have students provide essays so they can make a determination, would you be a good candidate for success at our school? So that's why. So really the application is not only you know your transcript, right? You have to put your grades, you have to put your extracurriculars, how many years did you do them? How many hours a week? How many weeks per year? You put down your community service, you pick your letters of recommendation, and then you start to write your essays, and then you put in your activities, honors, and awards. It just is a lot. So starting early on and keeping track makes life so much better. Applying with my fourth child was way easier than applying with my first. And so understanding what's involved is half of it. It's like anything else, right? You could do your own taxes or you'll hire a CPA. They know the tax code. You save money. It's just, it's one of those things. Some people know a lot about something. And I just happen to have 15 years of understanding of what this is. So for me, it may not seem like a very big deal to a parent who hasn't applied for college in maybe 20 years. Mm -hmm. They're going to be shell-shocked if they think it's just like it was when they applied. I feel the same way. I'm like, well, <laughs> up to 18 essays. And it sounds like eighth grade is not early enough to start this, <laughs> especially when you start that process. <laughs> if we um, do it gently with them, it's actually a lot of fun because they get to figure out, am I good at this? What are my gifts and my talents? What is really important to me? That's harder than you think. Because if they have limited experience, maybe spending too much time gaming or on the computer or on the cell phone, how will they answer the question, what are your gifts and talents? What are your strengths? What are your opportunities? Because maybe they don't know. So if they don't know, how are they going to write an essay about it? Right. You're right. And uh, the surviving 10 rounds of Fortnite does not play into this whatsoever and you can't put that on the <laughs> uh, put that on an essay but that's just a the application process what about like you were saying before scholarships that's a, a totally different animal altogether on top of this right and so but that that's a wonderful segue to go into this you know colleges offer scholarships to help offset the cost of cost of uh the education there so mm-hmm. how important is to find out what scholarships and how to apply for them? Does that process also go in conjoining with the application process, or do you do that as a separate section altogether? So in a perfect world, we would have an academic fit, a social fit, and a financial fit university for the student. Okay. But we know our world is not perfect, and they may get one or two or maybe none. It it really depends on what the student wants. So think of it this way. If you had to prioritize, if you were applying to college today and you had to prioritize, would you look for the perfect academic fit, social fit, or financial fit for yourself? Hmm. Okay. That's a a hard question in itself. But to do that is you have to know where you stand in each one of those fields. 
So what's the top priority? Because to you, you may be like, Shelly, if I don't get a scholarship, I can't go to college. It's it's not like I want this. I need this. Right. And then I have other students who are like, you know what? I just want to have fun when I get there. I just want to enjoy the people. I want to really just spend four years just really enjoying <laughs> college. And then we have others that are like, I want to go to the very best college with the brightest and the most brilliant. I want to graduate from a top tier school. And okay, which one of those do you want me to speak to? Because they're a very different strategy. So it's like going to a different, if you look at going to college is war, each opponent that you face here is going to have a different, uh, a different battle plan, like you're saying. Um, we, but, call, we call it a strategy battle plan will work too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because you, you, what you're doing exactly what you're doing is you're taking what the how important it is to get the right information the first time from your clients or your students, getting information from them or giving information to them from them, making so, them actually dig down the deepest that they wanted to do, uh, to start this to start this journey. So most parents will tell me financial. Okay. I want to get out of here without a bunch of loans that they don't need time to think about it. They're like, Shelly, I don't want to get a, a bunch of loans. Okay, great. To what degree? What does a bunch of loans mean? To some people, that's a thousand dollars. To other people, that's five hundred thousand dollars. So it really has to start with the family and what they consider is most important for their family. Because if you ask a student and I build a plan, it's going to be based on the local surf, the best snow, things that are important to them. If I ask the parent, not all students, I'm generalizing, but right, in generalization. Yeah. So that's that's but for the parent, they're wise enough to understand will it make sense for my student who wants to be a botanist to go to a private top tier university to spend in debt. Does that make sense? And then that, no. No. So that's where the strategy has to start is we need to get clear on what is important to the student and the parents. Okay. And then when you get that part done, where does location fit in for, for your students and your families? Because so, not not everybody can stay in the same state and get all these benefits. You don't need to stay in the same state to get benefits. Right. So really, it's it's about finding the best fit school. So if that best fit school, the student says, socially, I want four seasons. And the parent says, I don't want to go into debt. And then they say, okay, well, what school would that be? And then I give them a list of schools and they're like, wow. Never, never thought about that one. So each plan, each strategy has its own path based on what's important to the family. Okay. Now, we're going to flip the switch here for a second. We're, we've been very um, conscious about the family and, and the, the student side of things. But what about for the universities and academic world? How do you, how do you uh, approach them? and find out what kind of students they want. Do you do the same process on that side? So, yes 
And <laughs> so I toured 25 colleges a semester and I'm connecting wow. with admissions reps and then I'm online and I'm listening to forums and then I'm doing my due diligence and, and seeking information. But with all that said, really who got in last year and the most generous schools and the kind of students they were looking for every year, I add that to my intellectual property of Johnny had this GPA and this test score and this community service and this, da, 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 and he got a full ride to Vanderbilt. So we now can gather information of the kind of student they are looking for at the school and the kind of student they are willing to give generously to. Okay. That that answers a lot because I don't know how you would actually keep track of all those schools because there's <laughs> constantly. <laughs> yeah, we have a database and the students have full access to it. So they can actually log in and find a school they're interested in, find the average GPA who got in last year, find the average test score, the average service hours, find out what major that school has and doesn't have. So the essay, the the application, the due dates, the deadlines, all of that is there for our students and we maintain it. Wow. Okay. That just took everything. You just took your whole platform to another level right there. <laughs> if you, if that's an offering to anybody that is you, you're, um, anybody that is seeking your guidance on this and you already have that built where what else could you possibly add to this to to help your your fellow uh your fellow college or future college folks so the the portal was built out of my frustration when i did my son's application process with him his senior year and my spreadsheet wanted to explode <laughs> and we yelled at each other a little bit more than we should have and it was very difficult. And so I knew I had to do something for these kids because here's a, a kid who went to Harvard and we're struggling with all the due dates and deadlines and process and procedure and all this information. So I reached out and we started to put together what that would look like. What do we want in it? How are we going to, you know, how are we going to provide students with real-time information that is not on Google. Unfortunately, that is not always real information. Right. And therefore, we need them to have a clearer understanding. What does it take to get into that darn school? And then when they have that, it's easy. That was, honestly, that was one of my main frustrations because not, and everybody you talked to at that university gave you a different answer. <laughs> to read your application, I guess. Exactly. Um, one person in admissions wanted th one thing, and then th in the same college, I had to. I actually had to reapply four times oh. for one of them because uh, this person forgot to leave one part out, and I, I never got a full listing about that. I got accepted to the college, but after I got done that process, I'm like, I don't know if I want to go to your school because you can't give me a a, a simple process. To get to your school, how, what what am I going to run into by choosing my classes, um, talking to my advisor, and you know going through the whole my whole time there? 
what am I going to miss right before graduation? They're going to tell me I missed a couple classes. So that kind you know, that I know a lot of people, I know quite a few college students that went through the same thing that I just described throughout the whole process. Don't get me wrong. We're all human. We all make these mistakes. But if you have that information, it's like, boom, I need these five bullet points here in this type of form. And it has to be submitted by this time. And you're doing this with thousands of schools around the country mm-hmm. for um, U.S. and international students. Then there's really no excuse for the universities themselves that can't be doing this. And I definitely see your value in this right now, especially when uh, a family has three colleges picked out, but they don't know where to go from there. Yeah. Or they pick out a college and I say, well, why did you pick UC Santa Barbara? Just totally curious. Right. And they'll say, have you seen the view from the dorms? It's amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but why did, no, that's why I chose it. That that was their, their, their why. And it happens more than you would think. Okay. And that's when I realized that students it's, I mean, we have to remember they're 15, 16, and 17. I don't know about you, but I wasn't any better off than they were at that age. No. We're expecting an awful lot from these kids. And that's when I realized I needed to do something to support them and give them an easy way just to show them this is what you need to do. Now go do it. And they're like, awesome. I can do that. <laughs> that and that. By doing that and follow your process um, makes things a lot easier. Unfortunately, Shelly, we're at the end of the show. So I would like to take a couple. We actually have about a minute left. How can the folks listening in on this find you and contact you about thousands of questions I'm sure are going through their mind on getting their, their child or themselves back to college? Yeah. So I want to give your listeners a gift and it's my best-selling book, How to Send Your Student to College Without Losing Your Mind or Your Money. And all they have to do is go to freebook.collegereadyplan.com. And in that book, you will get the foundation of how to build your academic process. And that is the easiest place to start. Otherwise, you can go to collegereadyplan.com, and I'm happy to meet with you and answer your questions. Shelly, that is very gracious of you. I can't thank you enough for being on the show and answering all these questions that we've had, that I've had particularly about college. <laughs> um, I, I will get that information to you. That will be in the description of the of the show and wherever else I post it as well um, for the download. Uh, everybody, thank you for tuning in. This was Shelly Howard from College Ready. And next week I have a special guest of, uh, let's see here, who is my special guest next week, which is Randy Kajawa. And we're going to talk about the financial games that people play. So everybody, take a breath. If you're getting ready for college, download the book. Uh, If not, enjoy this weekend, enjoy the weather, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to the next show where we will be making more money for you. Until then, have a fantastic week.